Hi, you're about to get smarter in just a few minutes with Curiosity Daily from Curiosity.com. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you learn about how you can declutter your life with Swedish death cleaning and the story of the other guy who discovered natural selection. And no, I'm not talking about Charles Darwin. Well, let's satisfy some curiosity. Have you ever wanted to declutter your life, but you found that the struggle is real? Well, then maybe you should try the Swedish concept of dust deadening or death cleaning. It's an approach to minimalism with the goal of making things easier on your loved ones. The one catch is that it's just a little morbid. Specifically, morbid is the central question behind Swedish death cleaning. If you died tomorrow, how hard would it be for your loved ones to sort through your belongings? As people collect things, they tend to avoid the difficult process of sorting and discarding the stuff they don't need. But if you don't want to sort through your own stuff, why would you make your loved ones do it after you're gone? Like I said, it's a bit dark. But it might help to know that it's not just for people who are getting on in years. It's really just a way of living a smoother, simpler, more clutter-free life. And that's useful for all ages. If you want to simplify your existence with Swedish death cleaning, here are a few tips to help you get started. First, start from top to bottom. That means if you have stuff in the attic, the main house, and the basement, go in that order. Having a method makes the process less overwhelming. Once you've collected what you're going to toss, invite people over to see what they might want. This is a great way to bond, especially since your belongings might be full of stories that loved ones haven't heard. And, I mean, during quarantine, you can always just put up the items on a video call, right? Or maybe take them out to your yard and have everyone just look at them there. There you go. Next, get rid of anything embarrassing. Whether that's old diaries or evidence of your vices, think about whether you would want to find it in your loved one's home. And if you wouldn't, make sure others won't have to find it in yours. You should save photographs and letters for last. Their emotional content can make them the hardest to sort through. When it comes to photographs, throw out any duplicates or images of people you can't name. Then give away what you can. In the age of the Vikings, a loved one would be buried with their belongings so they wouldn't miss them in the afterlife. The plus was that this also helped the living move on since they weren't surrounded by the old belongings of the dead. But we don't have that luxury nowadays, so it's up to us to keep our spirits from tormenting our loved ones. If you can only name one biologist, it's probably Charles Darwin. His theory of evolution by natural selection is pretty much what made biology a science. So yeah, he's a pretty big deal. But what if Darwin never existed? Would we have still figured out natural selection? Well, yes. In fact, someone else came up with the theory of natural selection before Darwin ever got a chance to publish. That guy's name was Alfred Russell Wallace. Here's his story. His story, if you will. Get it? His story? History? No? Okay, moving on. <laughs> Wallace was a British naturalist who was a big fan of Darwin's and 14 years younger. In the 1840s, about a decade after Darwin's famous trip on the Beagle, Wallace traveled to the Amazon in search of clues as to how organisms evolve. Four years later, he emerged from the rainforest with years of collected specimens he planned to study back in England. 
But halfway across the Atlantic Ocean, his ship caught fire and sank, taking all of his work with it. Most of us would have just given up at that point, but not Wallace. He knew he was onto something. So within a year, he boarded a ship bound for the Malay Archipelago, now known as Indonesia and Malaysia. He spent eight years island hopping and collected more than 125,000 specimens, including 5,000 species totally new to science. As he explored, he began to notice that life on the islands seemed to have a strict dividing line, as if the archipelago was split into two biological halves. The northern half contained placental mammals like the ones in Asia, while the southern half contained what seemed to be their marsupial analogs like those in Australia. He didn't know it at the time, but that line is actually the division between two continental shelves. The line is now known as the Wallace Line. In 1858, Wallace was confined to his hut with malarial fever when he had his stroke of inspiration. He realized that species are shaped by their environments. He wrote up his theory and, just to make sure it looked okay, sent it to none other than Charles Darwin. Darwin had been mulling over his own theories for nearly 20 years, but to his credit, he joined Wallace in publishing a joint paper about natural selection. Of course, this made Darwin realize that it was now or never. The next year, he finally published his famous book on the origin of species. And the rest is history. As for Wallace, he didn't resent being overshadowed by Darwin. Their collaboration gave him access to the highest echelons of the scientific establishment, and he went on to write more than 20 books and more than 1,000 articles and published letters on a wide variety of topics, not just science. The next time you find yourself sitting on a million-dollar idea, think about Alfred Russell Wallace and make that idea happen. We learned a lot today. What were today's takeaways, Ashley? Well, we learned that if you want to declutter your life, you can try deadening. I studied up on the pronunciation. Also known as death cleaning. Ask yourself, if you died tomorrow, how hard would it be for your loved ones to sort through your belongings? Then sort through your belongings on your own. Come up with a way to approach your cleaning, like starting upstairs and working your way to the basement, if you're so lucky to have an attic and a basement, and throw out anything embarrassing. I feel like that's a really new point that I don't see in a lot of cleaning <laughs> tutorials. Throw out your old diaries if you don't want people to find them. That's great advice. A couple other pro tips that we've mentioned on the podcast before. If there's something you want to remember, but maybe don't need to keep physically, take a picture of it. And then instead of not looking at that thing for the next five years, you can not look at that photo of the thing you took for the next five years. <laughs> Let's be real. You yeah. know I'm right. <laughs> I actually, my phone every so often will show me, you know, a, a photo I took last year or five years ago. And there's a photo I took in the Curiosity office of this very nerdy Christmas sweatshirt. And I know, listener, we're in January right now, but we're recording in December. And I really miss that sweatshirt and I can't find it. It says it says ho, 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 but all the hoes are H2O. And it has little it's like ugly Christmas sweater stitching. Oh, I love it so much. And I don't know where it is, but I have a picture of it. So that will last forever. There you go. See? And we also learned that Alfred Russell Wallace was the other guy who figured out natural selection. He'd studied life on the Malay Archipelago, which we now call Indonesia and Malaysia, and he published a joint paper with Charles Darwin on natural selection. 
and the rest is history. Thank goodness for those unsung heroes out there. Natalia would always talk about having those Alfred Russell Wallace moments where if you're sitting on an idea, someone's going to scoop you and you need to get it out there. I've heard of a lot of people doing that. I know actually the podcast Ologies did that. She had she had like a year of episodes or something that she was just sitting on and was trying to perfect. And then someone really famous on Twitter was like, I want to create a podcast called Ologies where I interview scientists and someone alerted her to that and she like jumped into action. You don't want that to happen to you. No. Yeah. Yeah. Good call. Get on that. No time like the present, as they say. Absolutely. Today's stories were written by Ashley Hammer and Cameron Duke and edited by Ashley Hammer, who's the managing editor for Curiosity Daily. Script writing was by Cody Goff and Sonia Hodgen. Today's episode was produced and edited by Cody Goff. Throw away that old box of love letters from your high school sweetheart. When's the last time you read them? Let's be honest. And then join us again tomorrow to learn something new in just a few minutes. And until then, stay curious. 